What's up? It's the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Your host, Scott Needham. Today, I'm going to cover some unpopular opinions about Amazon sellers. These are opinions that, you know, over the years I've acquired, I get hit up a lot with just random questions. And, you know, after a while, I start to develop opinions. As a seller for eight years and doing, you know, millions of sales, some of those making money and some of those not, I have certainly... Um, put myself out there as like, you know, I don't always go with mainstream. So um, I've actually already recorded this episode, but if, you, if you've recorded, sometimes you make mistakes. Yeah, I made some huge mistakes. The audio was like real bad. So today um, I want to just dive in. Right now I'm gonna, we're gonna start with some private label. We're gonna jump into reselling questions and just everything in general about Amazon. So without delaying any further, so if your product can be easily replicated by a Chinese manufacturer, you don't have a great product. Your product is more than just the function it does. It's how it looks. It's how you communicate around it. It then kind of becomes what your buyers think of it. Think of your reviews. Your reviews become an, uh, an asset to your product just like your price is and its image. All of those things are what makes it unique. So if someone can jump in and do the same thing, then you don't have a lot of great moats. Um, as I talk about aggregators, I talk with them every single week. Some of them look at a product and they're like, hey, can we, can we just build the same thing and do it ourselves and just use our limitless budget to squash the competition? Or does this have a moat? Does it have a reviews moat? You gotta consider those. Here's an unpopular opinion. I don't think it matters that Amazon has your data. Anyone with a keyword tool has your sales data. Your seller central data isn't as valuable or unique as you think it is. So much of this information can be gleaned from uh, you know, just looking at offers pages or product pages. I mean, I believe this so heartily that I kind of shifted my career a little bit and built a software tool called Smart Scout that aggregates all of this data that's publicly available. So if you're hesitating connecting to a, a seller tool, say they want to access it, like, like, trust me, your data isn't as valuable as you think it is. I'm not saying that, like, you should just give it out willy-nilly, but... Um, Understand that like you actually have a lot of different business modes outside of, uh, you know, your data. It's, it's really just having the right product in the right location at the right price. It takes months to get that. So that's a pretty, you know, there's a barrier to entry there. Speaking of barrier to entry, uh, my next opinion here is that you need a scalable quality solution for getting products into FBA. I'm talking Amazon Global Logistics um, or uh, my FBA prep. I, uh, I'm talking with a lot of people right now who are trying to understand the Amazon ecosystem and, you know, especially with these uh, inventory limits, that Amazon FBA scales, getting inventory into Amazon FBA does not. Also, you can start to select products that don't require prep. And um, we on our team, you know, we do have a lot of computers that are helping forecasting, um, but we also are, 
you know, it's nice when products don't require prep. So we kind of skew our purchasing based off of some of those decisions. No other logistics platform from Walmart fulfillment services to deliver to ship up are really competitive with Amazon FBA. Amazon FBA is not a perfect program, but it's solved many of the problems that those that are just beginning are, are starting to see. They touch inventory fewer times and have significant advantages over their competitors. Being able to give two-day shipping nationwide at the price that they do, I don't see a lot of other services being able to do that. That's, that's maybe partly because FBA is subsidized by the referral fee. I'm almost, I'm almost certain it is. PPC requires both skill and understanding shopper mentality. Just putting a product in front of customers won't work. The product has to be decent. Now, when we're thinking from a skill vantage point, Amazon DSP requires the most skill to effectively do and to get a good return on ad spend. But the auto keywords are required the least amount of skill. skill. And that's like a good starting point. Chinese sellers, they're a bigger deal than I originally thought. Their market share is climbing fairly heavily. Some are quite legitimate and creative at using Amazon. Things such as having multiple brands on the same product line, but clearly it's being shown with a dozen of large bands Chinese sellers. Many of them are breaking rules. In Smart Scout land, uh, I've done a few reports on this. You may be interested to see the top 10,000 Amazon seller report. I have a little bit about Chinese sellers, but I'm actually about to release in the next few days a suspended sellers report, essentially every suspended seller on Amazon. I think it's worth just browsing. So check it out. Moving into a different category, we're going to talk about companies like Buybox or my company. Large resellers start to act like private label. They start to really push brands and improve their market position. They have some of the biggest e-commerce teams and some of the best skills out there. I think my team, Buybox, are going to be candid. They're about middle of the road. I mean, uh, we've got some really deep thinking. And actually, this podcast and some of the experts we bring in helps us refine those strategies a lot. Every, yeah. Now, further into resellers, many of them really are very successful. They're making money. On that top 10,000 10, uh, Amazon seller report, a third of the top companies, they are resellers. But... A reselling business is actually hard to exit from. Even with excellent selling agreements and SOPs, it's not the same as private label. It's not impossible to sell, but you need to reduce your expectations. You're not going to get... Right now, we're seeing private label businesses are starting to push the net profit multiples up from... you know It used to be about two or three. Now they're getting up to three, four, uh, five. Isn't heard of. Actually, the bigger you are, the uh, the higher your multiple. That's kind of a crazy. So some people are getting a life-changing amount of money, as they like to say. Um, Amazon is gamified by black hats. Then there's not a ton you can do about it. Every time I ever see people trying to like really shake things up, you better have really good documentation. You better both report it to Amazon. And I've actually seen some really good reports on uh, Reddit fulfillment by Amazon where they've really exposed sellers. And once you start to get some of that 
that momentum Amazon will actually come wind of it and you know they're browsing the subreddit so um, if you really want to get someone suspended uh, and you have some evidence not a bad place to start you there's a, there's other ways even legitimate I mean like sorry even large US sellers agencies are for US sellers they're doing some tricks I'm going to talk more about this. I've done a few episodes, but like every single time, I just keep bringing this issue up. I'm mainly talking about like the rebates, the search algorithm, you know, boosts that they do. And just understand that it's done. And uh, I've got my next guest is going to really show how Amazon's catching up. You can't afford to have low margins. You must be creative in getting them up. Larger margins allow you to do more to market your product. If there's one thing you learn, just think about how you can increase your margins today. What can you do? Uh, there's very real like likelihood that you can increase them a few percentage points. And boy, will that make your life easier. If you're spending most of your time prepping products, you're not building a scalable business. Truthfully, I, I totally uh, believe in building stuff that is scalable. Uh, Amazon FBA is, is very much a scalable business, but if you're trading your uh, labor for hours, sorry, if you're trading your time for money, just like a very flat uh, return, it's not gonna work really well for you. I hate to see like, you know, founders with like a few employees spending their time in the warehouse. Like if you can do that at all, uh, try and hire that one out. I'm not, I know that's not easy. I mean, it's blown up in our face a few times, uh, but worth considering. So if anything that I've talked about right now, like, you know, rubs you the wrong way, that's intended. <laughs> Some of these are just my opinions right now and I'm happy to change them. Challenge me, uh, send me a message, we disagree, and uh, maybe we can get to the bottom of it. I'm super excited to still be selling on Amazon. Uh, this year has actually had some really huge challenges. We had to remove or liquidate over 100,000 units. Ouch. That was really, really expensive and costly. Uh, but we're ending the summer. Summer's kind of a slump for our mix. And I've noticed this last weekend, you know, sales are up. We're in mid-August now. And super excited for like the things that I have down the road. Got a lot of events, networking events. Generally, there's uh, we try and make them free. I uh, do some with co-sponsors. So there should be a chance for you to get involved, learn from others. I mean, you can learn from me, but you know, learning from people that are close by to you helps a lot. It's kind of nice that you can share uh, you know, battle wounds with those around you. I've got way more to announce on this. I'm doing some like... <laughs> things that I'm surprised about. Two Thursdays ago, uh, we went and identified the top 100 Amazon sellers in Utah and we knocked on their door and we just wanted to talk to them about Amazon. Obviously, if there's a chance to sell some Smart Scout, we're, we're doing that. We actually have a lot of success. It's uh, got a really high conversion rate once people like start to see the aha moments of what makes the software unique. But it's just kind of cool. We think that we could kind of turn this door-to-door -door into more network building. So more on that. If you're in the if you're near the cities, LA, New York, Miami, we're probably coming for you in the next few months. So 
if you, if me or one of my team members happens to knock on your warehouse door, give them a fist bump and chat for a little while. If we've knocked on your door, that means you're one of the top sellers in the nation. So congrats to that. All right. Well, that's all I've got. Uh, take care guys. I uh, got some, um, as always some good episodes. Let's see. Let's what kind of a uh, call to actions could we think of today? Let's see. Leave a review, share the podcast with others, share the, the good word. Um, that's probably the most complimentary thing you can do. And until then, I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. One, two, three. Yeah.